Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter's out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Spooky season. We are the ghosts of Kylie and Anya. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry you died. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, what is that audio? I, I'm in heaven now. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm oh, so sorry I died. It's like um, it was like <laughs> it was a dog. Yeah, like a dog I died. Think, was it from they, like a Nathan for You episode? I, I don't think. know what it was from. I think that's what it was from. They had yeah. like a. Uh, someone record the dog's voice and they played it for like a four-year-old boy and the boy was like what is this i'm in heaven now so sorry i died sorry i died but i like it here (laughs) us no we're not dead believe it or not just inside just yeah just inside as per usual that seasonal depression kicking in oh our mic is all funky should we fix that do we sound better and clearer to you guys See, that was, it's a voice effect. That's how we made a sound. Mm. Even more spooky. We'll see if that. Yeah. Sorry if the first minute was horrible for you to listen to. But but today it is, if you're listening on the day this this episode drops, uh, it is Halloween. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we have to do something spooky. But if you know Anya and I, you know that we are not generally spooky people which is shocking considering Anya's Scorpio status but it's still yeah the truth I I like the lore and the witchcraft Mm. aspect of it all but I don't really like actual scary yeah like (laughs) actual scary stories or like spooky occurrences Mm -hmm. but I like yeah I like the the vibes yeah I just want like herbs in a tincture exactly yeah I don't want to be like haunted yeah (laughs) certainly (laughs) um so we were thinking of what we wanted to do for this episode, and we decided you I feel like everyone's heard the the um I don't know, prompt, like things that aren't embarrassing or shouldn't mm-hmm. be embarrassing, but just are embarrassing for whatever reason. So we wanted to do like a spin on that and do things that shouldn't be spooky, but just are. And some of these include things that are just like embarrassing and like it spooks you to have to do them in your day-to-day life. Some of them are things that are like stereotypically spooky um or like uncomfy and unsettling so we're working with a broad definition but i i thought it would be a fun episode to yeah and i feel like we've listed some like relatable stuff so hopefully you guys are in for a nice light-hearted episode and as always we will put in the description where the timestamp begins i haven't been saying that lately but anytime you listen to one of our episodes if you want to skip to like the main episode content it's in the description but you shouldn't because we have good segments. It's true. So stick around. It's true. And we will kick it off with the week in review. Something that is that shouldn't be spooky but is about today is that it is it was 80 degrees in mm-hmm. Boston today. Mm-hmm. Fully end of October. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and I walked to Anya's mm-hmm. apartment. And we're like a a 15 minute, like a, a not a long walk, but a like a little less than a mile. Yeah, a decent walk. Um, but yeah, that is spooky. That it, is really climate spooky. change vibes. Yeah. But I was thinking about how when we were kids, we have, we had Halloween's when we were kids canceled because of snow. So like, yeah. what a contrast, you know? Yeah. The earth is burning, man. It really is. Um, but we'll get into that in another episode. Yeah. 
But for my week in review, I don't have too much this week. My catchphrase of the century. I feel like how you don't have a lot to say for favorites. I don't have a lot to say for week in review. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ebbs and flows. Yeah. Different seasons. Um, recently, it's been a little inconvenient because I I live in a house. Like, we live in an apartment, but it is a house. So, we are on, like, the first floor of the house and have access to the basement. And recently, mainly like over the summer when it would, we would have like flash flood rains, it would flood in the basement, which is like not great. And so we like let the landlord know and they decided to fix it before the winter, which is good. Yeah. Um, But fixing it involved like basically digging up around the entire perimeter of the house and like reinforcing some of the old foundation, which has been a little loud. So I have been living in a like, it's not that bad, but I was like a slight construction zone for like yeah. a week or two now. And the guys are like super nice. Like we know them because they come and do other stuff on the house. Like they painted and stuff for us before. So like, it's fine. It's just, it's, it's a tough work from home lifestyle when you never yeah. know like what sound is going to happen and like from what corner and for how long. Like I'm always just like, sorry guys, if you yeah. can hear this, like. Can they hear it on your meetings? Uh, They say sometimes when they're like right out there, but not when it's like other places because i know you use google meets no we use zoom zoom okay well i know with teams teams is this weird function where it it like knows how to block out Mm -hmm. noise so when i was having instruction literally right outside my bedroom window my coworkers couldn't hear it at all yeah i think zoom has that function too like um i forget what it is but yeah there's some like background noise setting you can have turned on yeah so crazy yeah i just feel like it's interesting because like obviously Grant and I are both dealing with the noise and mm-hmm. it like so does not bother him. Like he could just easily go about his day and like not even really think about it, not pay much attention. For me, I'm like, it really, it really disturbs me. Yeah. No, it <laughs> and it's like, it's too. not their fault. Like I'm glad they're here to do it and whatever and like get it all, you know, sorted and not have rain in the basement anymore. But like, I, I have a hard time being as productive with all the distractions. Yeah. So yeah hopefully they're done soon it is a little sad we lost some of our we had like nice hedges yeah (laughs) and they had to dig up like all of the vegetation to like get to the foundation so our house feels like naked like she doesn't have any (laughs) she doesn't have any bushes anymore (laughs) poor thing um but yeah so that's that's thing one but I think we're towards the end so yeah I was gonna say at least they're showing up every day I've had construction outside of my apartment for four months yeah like very inconsistent very inconsistent literally right outside my bedroom window construction for four months and they're just not slowing down masonry yeah they were back today drilling I'm like Mm. how many there can't be any bricks left at this point (laughs) it's not that big of a courtyard I wonder if there's any urgency with winter because I kind of felt like that was why they felt like they had to do this right now. I think now there is because they're coming more consistently. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it's not my fault that you guys didn't stick to schedule. Yeah. Get out of my hair. It is is cute though because sometimes like most of the time I think it's two guys, but sometimes it's just one of them. Mm -hmm. And I hear him like singing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, honestly, I would do that too if I had like a, a non speaking job. Yeah. Just, just vibe. Um, so that was one thing. And then another thing is I'm in this like leadership training for work. <laughs> uh, it's like through an <laughs> external firm that like where I'm participating in. So it's like me and like a couple people from my team and then mostly people from like other companies. And there's a lot of interesting things about it. The guy's really like, he really takes the reverse classroom approach, oh. which like, I have, I don't know. I, I just feel like, like no, like I'm like, this is a pretty expensive training because it's like companies are paying for it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, 
to make us basically run the whole class is like, what are we paying for? Yeah. Um, but there was actually one thing that was kind of interesting today. So we talked about managing like workplace conflict, like as a manager and like how you, you know, handle the dynamics and whatnot. And so we did a conflict resolution style quiz, which I have done in the past, but not for like a couple of years. And I was like so surprised at my results. I could retake this survey because it was like obviously a pretty short activity. But we had this survey, let me get it open, that basically just had a bunch of statements and you had to like pick the statement that you agreed with more. Mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, one of them is like, for example, A is I'm usually firm in pursuing my goals. B is I might try to soothe the other's feelings and preserve our relationship. So there's like 30 questions along those lines and you pick if you resonate with one or the other more. And then you go through the exercise. It'll spit out like your total. And basically I was shocked because it mine were like pretty even across the board, but the mm-hmm. one that had the highest score was actually avoidant. Oh. And I actually feel like I'm very not conflict avoidant, but I realized it must be really different. Like I answered this in like my work life personality. Mm-hmm. And I guess I am more avoidant at work just because I feel like I don't often have enough conflict with someone to like want to compromise the workplace dynamic. Like I'm like, I'll just deal with whatever the situation yeah. is. Like, I don't know. And I guess I, I kind of had like a epiphany moment there where I was like, maybe I am kind of conflict avoidant at work because to me, it's just like, no, no work thing is like worth it enough to get into it with people. Yeah. Whereas in my personal life, I think I'm definitely not conflict avoidant like I, I kind of want to retake it thinking more about like my personal relationships rather than work mm-hmm. but it was pretty interesting if you're curious the five types are competitor collaborator compromiser avoider and accommodator so I'm sure there's like online quizzes and stuff that you can take but I actually asked the guy I was like is it common for people to have like a very different style in like work and their personal lives and he was like no the school of thoughts kind of like you are who you are and I was like wrong like well explain me exhibit a like yeah interesting i have a feeling i'd be accommodator as a people pleaser yeah probably i think it they were saying for a a leader it's ideal to be a collaborator like yeah when you get to like an actualized leadership position that should be like what you're striving for like anytime there is a conflict yeah that makes sense um but i don't know what i would be in my personal life so i kind of want to retake it but Pretty interesting. I wouldn't recommend like this specific quiz because it was kind of, you're supposed to like print it out and I didn't. So it's kind of clunky, but I'm sure there's others online if you want to figure out your conflict resolution style. Probably good to know about yourself. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. For me, I had the realization, and I said this to Anya already, that I somehow have managed to celebrate my birthday literally every week and weekend this month. So to anyone who has told me that it's not a birthday month, uh, wrong. (laughs) Because I, the first week, went to Salem with my friends from college, celebrated me and my two other friends who also are Libras, our birthdays, and then went to upstate New York last weekend, or two weekends ago. Last weekend, Anya and I went out for drinks. I got brunch with my friend Lily in honor of my birthday. And then last night, my parents came into town and we went out to dinner for my birthday. So Is that like the final activity unfortunately I, <laughs> I would love for them to continue on forever but i think that's the end so yeah so i managed to celebrate i started celebrating my birthday october 6th and i had my last celebration <laughs> october 25th as you should <laughs> and my birthday is october 14th so i slayed that it's funny because like one of the things that 
I was thinking could go on our list for later this episode would be like when people sing happy birthday to you and you're like sitting there cringing. But I was like, me personally, I love my birthday. So yeah. I kind of love that shit. Yeah. The only <laughs> the only time I don't like that is, have you ever been to Texas Roadhouse on your birthday? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I went one singular time. I was probably like 13. Um, and they make you sit on a saddle. Like they wheel oh. in a saddle and you have to sit Yeehaw. on the saddle and then they sing. And that one, I have to admit, I didn't. Yeah, that's a lot. Love. Yeah. But like a cute cocktail bar, they bring you over a nice dessert. Yeah, and it's perfect. And happy birthday and chocolate yeah. and everyone's singing to you. Absolutely. And slay. everyone in the restaurant looks at you and they're like, oh my God, birthday. Yeah, beautiful birthday girl. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like, mind. <laughs> um, we actually, we went to Contessa here in the city and we yes. saw a big group of girls celebrating a birthday girls birthdays and it's like pretty iconic it is funny though because in retrospect contessa is like i mean it is a restaurant but it's mostly known for like being a cool bar mm-hmm. and those girls were like 18 yeah the cake did <laughs> have a one and an eight in that order um that's like i guess you know yeah good for them uh and it looked like they had like what i assume is cute mocktails mm. on the table so i'm like rock on but other than that i am sort of in my reformer pilates era um, I've been going to, I think B-Tone is a Massachusetts chain. I think like Boston area, there's like a few. Yeah. Um, but so in the Boston area, if you're around here, uh, there's this place called B-Tone. It's like pretty traditional reformer Pilates. There's also like more traditional Pilates studios, like Boston body Pilates. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried them. That would um, be like Matt Pilates, right? Matt and reformer. Mm-hmm. But I think just more like... Like, B-Tone still does, like, pop music and, like, mm-hmm. upbeat vibes, whereas I think Boss and Body is a bit more, like, it has the, like, meditative element mm-hmm. that a lot of yoga and Pilates has. Um, and then today I actually did my first solid core class, which I was saying, I feel like it combines the, like, fun music and upbeat energy of a Barry's boot camp without or the like high a soul in, cycle or like a soul cycle without the high intensity yeah workout which is like to me best of both worlds because I do like like I like to be hyped up when doing my workout but I don't necessarily always have to like ha- be doing the hardest workout yeah possible in fact like- as I ate as these bones age <laughs> I prefer a lower impact um i want it to be fun but i don't want to do cardio yeah that's it yeah the only (laughs) cardio that i like is cycling and that that's what my peloton is for Mm -hmm. so (laughs) any other time i'm trying to do low impact um so yeah so i think i might try to be consistent with solid core it's just so expensive it's just so expensive it's really sad but why so inaccessible (laughs) yeah literally but we'll see either way b-tone is a little cheaper yeah. so I can always go back to that and I do like b-tone it's just solid core the yeah. vibes were the vibes were vibing and because solid core is so expensive on class pass um or it's so many credits on class pass there's always availability oh yeah which isn't always the case with b-tone True. you have to like really you have to be there right when they open up otherwise you won't get into the class so it's like weighing the it'll be more expensive but mm-hmm. more convenient and the style that I like more. So yeah. we'll see. I'll keep you posted on this journey. But I do really like doing reformer Pilates. And even like I want to get back into like mixing in a couple of like yoga sculpt core power classes. I'm in my low impact 
group fitness era. Welcome. Welcome to the better side of things. I've been trying to tell you all this time. (laughs) The only like high impact thing that I've done is berries. Yeah. Strength training, I don't consider high impact. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just different. It's just impact. Yeah. It's just impact, but it's not like, I mean, I don't know literally any personal trainer right now listening to this is like you stupid girl <laughs> it's so high in fact um but i've been too afraid to go back to the gym because of my concussions mm-hmm. um, my reformer can't concuss me well mm. <laughs> it <yet>. is elevated <laughs> yeah i remember giving my initial reformer pilates review about b-tone a couple mm-hmm. months ago so i've been there a few times haven't done solid core willing to try though because i am yeah. in my I'm in my bar era. Like I go like two or three times a week, but I feel like I could swap one of those out for a Pilates. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we can go together. Mm-hmm. I'm it's down. Fun. If only, how many cards is it? Like 12? Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. But it, that is still cheaper than going through their website, I think. Oh, 100%. Which is crazy. Yeah. Anyways, let's transition into our So I've got an uncreative favorite but in a different color <laughs> so I think everyone knows the Ugg Tasmans yeah I got my first pair this year um and I honestly I'm wearing them a lot more than I thought I would I got the Tasmans and I got the ultra minis and I find myself wearing the Tasmans over them a lot of the time just because they're so easy to like slip on and you know run out for a quick errand or whatever but I got them in burnt cedar because my ultra minis were in chestnut and I was like I don't feel the need to have two Uggs in the same color, color. Um, and so the burnt cedar is like a, a very dark brown, like a chocolate brown. And I've really been liking that color for the fall. I feel like it's been very cute with most stuff that I try to pair it with. And it helps because I have a jacket, like a, like a transitional jacket that pretty much matches exactly. So I feel like, don't they call that like the sandwich? What is that? Mm -hmm. There's like a name for that. Yeah. Outfit sandwich. Yeah. Like when you do like your top and shoes the same color. So I feel like it it achieves that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have been eyeing Tasmans or really any Uggs, I think a lot of the new Ugg releases all come in this color because it's like one of the new colors they released for this year. Yeah. I would urge you to consider if you might like the burnt chestnut over or the burnt cedar over the chestnut. Yeah. I like the chestnut. Like I have both. Uh, yeah. and I think the chestnut's very classic, but the burnt cedar is just like a little something different, mm-hmm. a little yeah. warmer, a little darker. I'm a huge proponent of trend taking trendy items, but like getting them in a different color or a slightly like a different slightly, style yeah. to like show your personality a little mm-hmm. bit more, show your preference a little bit more. Um, I really want, I was saying to Anya, I want to get the light pink ultra minis. I have the Tasmans in chestnut um, and love them. They slay, but I really want the pink ultra minis. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. I want them. And get the spray. Have I already talked about the spray on here? Uh, I feel like I talked about it. Or maybe I'm just thinking of the voice message that I sent. But maybe. Um, Ugg has like a protector spray. So if you get – you can even do it on your old Uggs to like help them not get more discolored. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 15 bucks from Ugg or like Amazon or whatever. And yeah. it is incredible. Like I, you can literally run your Uggs underwater and they won't get like – Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm like, why don't they just come this way? Who knows? Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite for this week. Have you made this a favorite? Did, no, not did yet. Did you do one specifically? I was, tr- I was trying them all. Mm. Well, Anya and I both, the day that they launched, got the Rode tinted lip peptides. So the, like, lip balm formula, the lip peptides formula that she had released a couple years back. She released mm-hmm. four tints. 
and um, sold them as like a bundle. I think you saved like, I don't know, $10 probably, mm-hmm. $5. Um, so Anya and I both got them. I am still a little bit holding a grudge because Anya and I ordered them quite literally within the minutes same of each day, other. Yeah. And she got the, hers like probably a week before I did. I got mine in like four days. Like it was like yeah, very fast. And mine took oh, like over a week just to ship. What can I say? Haley likes me better. Literally. Literally. So I'm And like, we live so close. That's the thing that also yeah. sometimes I'm like, okay, different like postal networks, whatever. I'm like, no, we definitely have like the same post 100%. office. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. So Haley's out to get me. Um and I was saying to Anya, I had an issue. I've only ordered from Road twice, and both times I had an issue. The first time I ordered, they gave me a reused tracking number. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't track my items. It just said delivered like from the second that my item shipped and they yeah. obviously weren't delivered. Do they so, sell through like Sephora or anything? I don't think no. so. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, Miss Haley Road Beeper, maybe get it together mm-hmm. real quick. I've never had an issue with a certain Selena Gomez. <laughs> uh, Please. <laughs> no, did you get the box, the weird box that you could send back? Or was that just me? No, you would have noticed. It came in like a very, very sturdy box. And the whole point was that you could return the box to different locations and it would be like reused within the network, yeah. which is a good idea. And I was like, oh, let me do this. And then I looked up the locations and they were like pretty few and far between. And I was like, okay, love this business model, but like you need to make it so convenient or nobody's doing this. Yeah. Like it has to be around every corner. Or, like yeah. no one's doing it. So yeah. Anyway. Or like every U- like local UPS. Or yeah. Like I thought I would be able to bring it back to the post office, but I think the closest place for me was the Staples that's like near us. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not... I'm not making a specific stop at Staples for this right now, you know? I'm just recycling the Yeah, so. Um, But yeah, so I've been really loving them. I've worn all four, Mm -hmm. and I feel like all four have their place, but I definitely gravitate more towards the light pink shade called Ribbon Mm -hmm. and the, like, more nude shade called Toast. Um, I agree. Those are, like, tried and true every day. I literally think I have Toast with me in my dance bag. but yeah, and the lip peptide formula is just... It's the same. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I am a Summer Fridays stan, but, you know, I, I recognize a good lip balm where where they are, so... And I think the, the lip peptides are a little more... Um, pigmented? No, I wasn't even going to say pigmented. Like, they're a little more glossy in the oh, sense of, yeah. like... Um, like, I feel like the... The Summer Fridays one is, like, a nice sheen, but it's not, like, a true gloss. I feel mm. like the Lip Peptides is, like, very shiny. So it depends what yeah, you like. I um, agree with that. And I would e- I would say that they are a little more pigmented mm. as well. Um, the so, Berry shit, whatever that one's called, like, the, oh, the yeah, pinkish like one. Oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, it's so pigmented. Like, when I put it on, so I was like, pigmented. oh. Like, I feel like that one is really pretty, but I might wear it the least just because I don't love, like, a bright yeah. lip on me. But it's cute, like, for a special yeah. occasion. The dark brown one is really cute for like fall, mm-hmm. but I will say it looks so weird if you're not wearing any makeup. I'm sure. <laughs> it literally, I like the first time I tried it, I wasn't wearing makeup, but I was just like excited to swatch them. And it literally just looked like I had bruised lips. Yeah. I was like, please. But yeah, then I did need- it with like a full face and was like, okay. It reminds me a lot of the um, Glossier Hot Chocolate yeah. color. Like it's very, it's pretty much exactly like that brown. Obviously would look really good on anyone with like darker skin tones. Yeah, for true. sure. It would be like more of a nude on you, but um, yeah, on us, it's like <laughs> you need like full beat or it's yeah. a little weird, <laughs> or like pair it with a lip liner mm-hmm. to like, yeah, for sure. But we do approve, yeah, TDH approved. 
All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll move into our main episode topic of things that shouldn't be spooky, but are spooky. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we're back. And just to, you know, reinforce what we were saying earlier, these aren't things that are spooky in the traditional sense, but things that are like unsettling, uncomfy, awkward, embarrassing, would rather not experience, Mm -hmm. you know, the vibes. So kick us off. I'm starting with a classic. It's getting up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and or turning your light off, like when you're ready to go to bed and then having to run oh okay like if you don't have like a bedside light like if your main light that you have on you need to get out of bed turn it off and then walk back to your bed in the dark i always use my flash spooky there's a ghost yeah guarantee it or like have you ever like you have to go in the bathroom and you're walking to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you're like what if there's just a demon in there yeah sleep process sometimes i do a shower curtain i guess make sure on a similar note when it's like too warm to have a blanket on i can't oh my god yeah i can't sleep I need exposed a yeah even something about that there's been times where like i have the blanket so bunched that it just like goes across my torso yeah but somehow that's better but that's better yeah than no blanket yeah if you can sleep without a blanket you should like be in the marine probably <laughs> <laughs> or if, even if like my like foot is sticking out or something i'm like it's something's gonna grab it like and for why like <laughs> Um, my first one, this is on the more just like cringe side of things. I never realized how fucking weird mattress shopping is. I've only been mattress shopping (laughs) once for the mattress that we have in our bedroom here. It's a nice mattress. It, you know, love her, but like the experience of just like being in a store and just like laying like just flat on all of these different surfaces. And like the people are looking at you and they're like, what do you think? And you're like laying down you're like, pretty nice like it's just like the weirdest it's it's the weirdest situation and i'm like can i just sit can i just sit to test it they're like give it away like roll around i'm like something about it it like feels like an invasion of privacy and to be perceived yeah yeah (laughs) like heels facing them i'm like this is just something about this there's like in the same way that like they walk away when you like go into the fitting room to change they should like walk (laughs) away let you lay down and then come back and be like so how was it Mm -hmm. how are you feeling like yeah i agree if you're a mattress salesman take notes have you heard the theory that like mattress all mattress shops are like money laundering schemes (laughs) yeah (laughs) it makes sense though i kind of buy it because 
ours was different because we were at like a more broadly furniture store that just yeah. also sold mattresses. So I'm like, all right, you guys are legit. But if you just sell mattresses, yeah. people need a mattress once every like decade if it's a good mattress. How are you? How are you in business? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's crazy. Yeah, I've never been. Have I been mattress? I've had to have been mattress shopping to get the mattress that I have right now. I did you just order it online? Because I feel like that's no. more a thing now. Is like just no, I think I repressed it. Hmm. I think I repressed yeah. the shopping experience. If I'm being honest. But I also got it from like a general furniture store. So I don't think it was a money laundering scheme yeah. at the very least. Um, my next one, and this is absolutely 100% the female experience, is when someone you don't know just starts talking to you in a public transportation setting. Mm-hmm. Either waiting for the tea, uh, on the tea itself, or whatever your transportation is called. Um in or around any of the stations while you're loading your trolley card anytime. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Specifically if you're a man. So sorry. Yeah. So the, sorry. The only thing I'll accept is like a, a girl that's lost. Yes. Come ask me. You can talk to me. Or a compliment. Yeah. From a girl, not from yeah. a guy. Yeah, certainly. But I was waiting for the train the other day and it looked like the train that everyone had come for was canceled. So we mm. were all waiting for like the next one. And I'm just standing there, minding my business, and the guy next to me goes, looks like the next train isn't coming for nine minutes. You're like- I was like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was like, it's so ridiculous. I don't understand why they can't stay on schedule. I was like, yeah. And then I just put my headphones in, because I was like, I'm not here to appease you, mm-hmm. sir. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> I do feel like this could be like a pretty Bostonian take though. Like I feel like in other parts of the country, people, it's more normal for people to like strangers to just talk and interact in public when you're like in the same situation. I feel like here it's like, what do you want? Please. Yeah. Well, because I'm just like, are you going to kidnap me? Say yes or no yeah. right now. Yeah. Like tell me the answer right now. <laughs> Luckily, like I, while it's like, I would rather this not be happening. Normally it's like public enough that like there are enough people around that's not like actually scary yeah. but if you're like alone with someone at a like a subway station or like whatever you're at that is so, so terrifying scary. yeah i'm like that's so scary yeah because it's already kind of scary to be like underground and they're kind of yeah. dark and like dingy and then yeah if there's like someone you don't quite trust it's like ah yeah so if you're like a, a well-meaning man just don't talk to a girl just you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> on public transportation <laughs> you'll save her a lot of stress and scare <laughs> Um, my next one is when you're like at the grocery store, specifically this happens to me a lot at Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. and the cashier like moves on to helping the next person, like starting to scan their groceries, but you like haven't quite like situated yourself. Like you haven't quite like put your card away in your wallet and like grabbed your bags yet. And you're just like frantic, like at the end, you're like trying to get out of the way. Oh my God. I hate that. And I swear it happens to me every time at Trader Joe's. Yeah. They really just move on quick and I like am never ready and yeah. you're just in the way and the next person's like trying to get into you like where you are to like get towards like the pay. Oh my God, I hate it's it. Awful. I hate it. On a similar note, if you like are running in and you're not doing like a full haul, like you're grabbing a couple of things and you like have a tote bag and they're like, oh, do you need a bag? And you're like, oh no, I can fit this all in this tote bag. But then you have but to then put it in. You have to, yeah. you have to pack it and then you have to pay. So that takes away from your time packing it. Yes. And then you're trying to frantically throw all this stuff in <laughs> after you've paid because the receipt's printing. And yeah. you're like, if this stuff isn't in by the time the receipt prints, the world will implode. So yeah. I need to keep moving. It's like so stressful it's for no so reason. <laughs> um, 
my next one, also public transportation related. Apparently, I'm just always afraid on the Apparently. Um, But it's running to catch the tea. This is 100% cringy. But if you are, like, leaving wherever you're leaving from and you see that the train is coming and you know that you're going to have to run in order to catch it, I – sometimes I'm just, like, I should just run right in front of the tea. <laughs> this is not – especially, especially – if you have, like, a backpack or mm-hmm. a large bag, like, the free people carry all for yeah, dance. It literally, one. I'm like, if this train takes me out, that'd be okay. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But, like, you have to here. You literally have to. In New York, like, I might have just been like, all right, I'll take the L and wait for the, like, the next yeah. one that's, like, five minutes away. Here, like, if you don't catch it, you you could pay. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you gotta send it. You gotta, you gotta. do all means necessary to get on. Yeah, and then you get on the train and you're huffing and puffing and everyone just watches yeah, you it's the worst. fucking run to it. I hate it. <laughs> on a similar getting on the train note, when it's like so crowded that – this has happened to me once. You know like when the tea is so crowded that you have to be like standing with everyone? Yeah. Sardines. Like sardines. Is that the saying? Yeah. Oh. What did you say? Salmon. Are both correct? I guess. Because like salmon swim upstream on and they're all like weird. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, whatever your fish of choice <laughs> um, when you're all like squished in like that and then when the doors open you have to like step out to allow someone to get out like they can't get yeah. out without you making the space I have done that I have stepped out for someone to be able to get out and then the doors have closed and the oh, and it has left <laughs> so humbling the way that it would be my villain orange <laughs> yeah story. like I was like I was just trying to be nice I was and just that's to, what I get. yeah no it was literally so mean um, yeah, that's why Bostonians are the way that they are. Yeah, we, we're hardened souls. Yeah, we were raised <laughs> that way, okay? Uh, I mean because I grew up in New England. Yeah. End quote. Certainly. Um, my next one is, this happened to me last night, so it was just top of mind. I was at the ballet studio, and I heard a knock on the door while I was using the bathroom there, and it's like a single bathroom. Like, there aren't stalls. It's just like, you know, a door that you can't, like, see into. So someone, like, knocked, which is, like, a very normal thing to do, but, like, just throughout my entire life, I have never known, what do you say? What do you do? I'm in here, biz- <laughs> occupied, what, just a minute. Like, ah! what are you supposed to say? Like, what is the normal response? I, I say something yeah. different every time. And it's never good. I don't know what I say. I think I usually say, just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done a just a minute. I think I've done a, someone's in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the worst one. <laughs> oh, no, you panic. <laughs> Like, I think um, sometimes I've just been like, ah! Yeah, I'm like, sorry! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. Literally, I apologize for using the Yeah, you were there first. Like, But like, yeah. please, can we actually make this the question for this episode? Yeah, we like, can. Like, what, what do, do you, you say? say? Like, I need to know, what do other people say? Yeah. Because I don't have a good response. I don't have a go-to. Yeah. And it throws me off every single time. And we don't think the restrooms that have the locks that show you whether it's vacant yes. or occupied enough. We don't think Absolutely. So true. Oh, they're so good to us. I kind of feel like potentially hot take. Like I do knock, but I almost feel like it would be better to just try the knob because then it's like you avoid the awkward interaction. Yeah. It's like, obviously it's locked. Okay. Someone's in there, but I guess the risk is what if someone's in there and they didn't lock it, you know, which I have had happen before. Yeah. But then it's like, why are you using the bathroom and all <laughs> that's, that's on you. That's like the one thing you have to do. Yeah. To use the bathroom. I guess maybe if it's like broken or something. Because I have been walked yeah. into when it's been broken. But when it's broken, I'm peeing with one leg up. True. The door. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm doing acrobats <laughs> in order to make sure. I did learn a new word for, it's not like acrobatics, but it's like, it was like a completely new word for me that is like a hybrid of like acro dance and like. 
oh my god what is it i'll have to find it i was like first new word unlocked in a long time i was like what is this yeah it's like i'll 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 figure it out whatever it is that's what i'm doing in the bathroom the door is broken um my next one having to check in to a group fitness class i actually don't relate to this i don't think it's weird i feel like every single time hi how are you oh i'm good but then what do you I always I'm Kylie. Well yeah, my go-to. I think it's because I have my phrase locked in. Okay. What I, I walk in, I greet, and then I say, should be under Anya. Okay. And I, I feel like that makes it not that weird. Yeah. Cause it's always just like they're just like, hey. Yeah. And I'm like, just ask me my name. Yeah, right. They and don't all answer. Yeah. But they never ask, like, oh, what's your name? Yeah. It's never that. They're always like, hey. And, then and like, you're like, my name is Kylie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I, I'll be like, so should be registered funny. under or like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Maybe it's just because I also go to the same places. So at this point, they don't really ask me anymore. Like, I don't yeah. I don't have this experience that often. Yeah, that's fair. But today at Solid Core, when I walked in, the girl goes, oh, are you Kylie? And I was like, oh. do I smell like fresh meat? No, it must be because they like have, uh, they mark like who's never been there before. Like maybe, yeah. 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 And I, the like door what I didn't know is there's like a code for the door so Mm -hmm. I like tried to open it assuming that it would open and it didn't so when she let me in I think she was like she doesn't know how to get in here that's another thing that's (laughs) another thing that's spooky is when a door is locked unexpectedly Mm -hmm. for and it's like embarrassing that Mm -hmm. happened to me yesterday too actually yeah I'm like for why is it locked or when you push instead of pull or vice versa (gasps) especially if it's so clear clear (laughs) (laughs) it's so obvious um, my next one is when you're meeting someone at a restaurant or a bar or whatever, and they're already sitting somewhere and you have to go find them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's the worst. And you know what I've started doing? Okay. Well, first of all, I, I try to arrive first so that I don't have the problem. Yeah, same. But if that, that is unsuccessful, I've just started going actually, cause normally like, okay, if you have a reservation and you know, if you got there first and it was under mm-hmm. Kylie, like in the past, I would just try to find you. Yeah. But what I've started doing is just be going up and being like, oh, it's under Kylie. I think she might already be here. And then they like point me where yeah. to go. And I feel like that's been a good thing. Yeah. But that's only that only works if you have a reservation. Yes. I was going to say, if you just are showing up and get – like if I just show up someplace and get seated and you show up and you're like, oh, I'm here with Kylie. They're like, who They're like, yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened to uh, Zach last night actually because my parents – he came with – my parents and I to dinner and we got there before mm-hmm. he did. So he was texting me like, give me exact yeah. directions. I always where need you to know. Like, I'm like, which way do I turn? Yeah. Um, um, it was funny because when we were in Chicago, it was like me and Abby went to a restaurant and we told Steve and Grant where to go. Mm-hmm. And we told the, we kind of had like rapport with the hostess that sat us and we were like, okay, look for like two very confused men and then you'll know like to put them here. And apparently they walked in and they said, we're looking for two beautiful women. <laughs> So it was <laughs> the confused men got sat with the beautiful women. Like we both like gave the prompts of like who to look for. I was like, that's Please. funny. Um, my next one is witnessing someone else get in trouble. So true. <laughs> why does it? Why is it literally painful? It's so painful. <laughs> and the uh, specific incident. This is gonna. This is gonna be nothing to the listeners. But at our ballet class, when. Do you remember? Oh, yes. We, Anya and I have been going to a ballet class at a specific ballet studio in the Boston area. And there's a very eclectic person. Yes. That intense, I would say. Intense mm-hmm. uh, person that 90% of the time does the checking in. And I'm sure 
they mean well. Yes. I'm sure they're a nice person. They definitely respect the art. I'll give they them that. They for sure respect <laughs> the art. But they're a little intense. And so one of my, like, first times going to that studio, I want to say, uh, we're in the middle of class. In this studio, for whatever reason, the person who's working the front desk that night comes in with a list of what I assume is the people registered for the class. Oh, you're talking about this situation. Okay, yeah. we can tell the other one that I had oh, in mind okay. after. Uh, I think I know the one that you have in mind, too. But – um comes in and the teacher signs off of like yep everyone that's here is registered for the class is yeah. what i assume is on the clipboard yeah i think i think it's more like number than anything else yeah. like okay 12 um, students registered there's 12, 12 in here, here. Yeah. yeah um and signs off and i guess there was a discrepancy in the numbers mm-hmm. and so this person asked like oh who did anyone like not sign in at the front and there were a couple people who didn't sign in at the front so then he pulled them all aside and then they came back at one point, and then he just started yelling at one woman saying that she didn't register for the class. In front of, like, everyone. In like, front of everyone. Fully paused the whole like, class. Yeah. It was so disruptive. And then she ended up, like, leaving with him, and she came back afterwards. So clearly she either registered in that moment or had been yeah. registered the whole time. And it was just... I still to this day sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, that makes me cringe. Well, another thing that this person did, which is where I thought you were going with the story, was... They took class with us one time. Like, they must have just been available or, like, off their shift or whatever. And we have live pianists at this studio. Mm -hmm. And sometimes – I don't really know the musical reasons behind this, but occasionally the pianist will kind of be, like, twiddling. Yeah, like, like (laughs) playing a little bit while the teacher is teaching the combination. It's not super uncommon. I assume they're trying to, like, line up the tempo or something. But this woman was, like, playing quite a bit as the teacher was talking. And this person went up and was like, shh, shh. Like, was like (laughs) – like one of them was like, "Do not play while she's speaking. Do not play." I was like, "Oh my god!" They were even doing like the hand across the neck. Yeah, like, stop. <laughs> You're like, please. Like it and is that, true. It is disruptive to the rest of the yeah. class. Like I, I thank you, but also yeah. like we didn't have to. It's the delivery for me. Yeah, but then didn't end up being like a miscommunication because she was yes. like, "Oh, I thought you were saying." Something else. Some, like, yeah. Somehow she interpreted it as like, I thought you were saying to keep doing it. <laughs> like something like that. And it like, yeah. was funny in the end. But yeah, that was, it was painful. It yeah. Was just painful. It's just cringe to like see someone else get yelled at. Yeah. You're like, I know how you feel, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> My next one, this is spooky in the truer sense of the word. Mm-hmm. I hate claymation. Yeah. Oh my God. It literally makes me want to jump out of my skin. Something about it. Like. <laughs> Something about it, I just, I feel it in my bones and I cannot bear to watch. The only claymation that I can tolerate, and this is even tough for me, is Sean the Sheep. At least Sean the Sheep's a little <laughs> cute. I'm like, all right, you know, maybe I can watch a little bit of Sean the Sheep. The Nightmare Before Christmas, really? Nightmare Fuel. I can't. Really? I cannot. I hate it. Wow. I hate claymation. What about like a Coraline? I hate that- it. Hate it. Yes. Yes. Hate it. That's a good example. Huh. Don't like it. Makes me like gives me the heebie-jeebies. I was thinking more so, like amateur. Claymation. That too. All claymation. I don't know what it is okay. about it. The stop and go. Yeah. The fact that they're clay. I don't know. Something <laughs> about it just it does not hit for me. Yeah. Fair. My next one is when you're walking somewhere and you are, you know, very efficiently moving in one direction and then you realize that you were supposed to be going the other direction or you've passed where you needed to go uh, and you have to turn around that 
takes me out every time. I would rather walk all the way to the wrong destination and look for a more convenient and less obvious place to turn around, like a place yeah. where it's like people wouldn't know that like, I'm turning around. Yeah. Then do a complete 180 on the sidewalk. Sometimes I'll like pull over and like be looking at my phone for long enough that like the general <laughs> people around me are like no longer in view yeah, totally. and then I'll turn around. So I'm like, all right, at least, you know. Yeah, please. Yeah, no, that one is painful. My next one is when you're using a tote and it's like caught, like your hair is caught under it and it keeps like falling down your arm in like the most frustrating way. And it's always at like the worst moments when you're like already kind of flustered. Yeah. Like it's already when you're in the Trader Joe's checkout line and you're trying to be fast and put away your card and your tote's <laughs> yeah. falling and it's pulling your hair. In those moments, I'm literally like, I'm chopping my hair off. I'm getting a bob. Yes. Like tonight. Like literally. I cannot. <laughs> Kitchen scissors. It's like nothing infuriates me more. It's always at the worst times and it's always so painful for no reason. And it's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Hard agree. Uh, My next one is similar to Anya's claymation contribution and it's clowns. Um, And this, you've been consistent with this. This is a long. Yeah, this is a phobia of mine. (laughs) And it's, it's all of them. Even the friendliest clown. Oh, a clown worked my four-year-old nephew's birthday party he was great yeah i'd punch him in the face (laughs) they're so scary for what yeah for what we didn't we only saw one scary clown in salem when we went and thank god for that i was Mm. so brave in that moment i this your fear came came up recently i think it was when me and my mom were at the flea market and we Mm -hmm. saw like a clown little like trinket or something and my mom was like that was cute and i was like kylie hates clowns yeah i should get this for her birthday no that would make me so (laughs) upset Because it was like 50 cents too. I was like, what if I? <laughs> no, that's so one time for Christmas, uh, my brothers put like I unwrapped like it was in a my gift was in a box and I unwrapped the box and taped to the box was a picture of the scary clown from American Horror Story. The, yeah. the carnival season. That is actually scary. Like it was so the figurine scary. was like a sweet clown, like with balloons no, or there's something. No such thing. Sweet right. clown. <laughs> that's an oxymoron. <laughs> Never heard of that. My next one is for the dancers out there, but I think anyone can like visualize why this would be a spooky situation. So typically when you're like setting on stage for a piece, it's called a blackout. Like all the lights are off and you have to find your spot and then the lights will come up and the dance will commence. Yeah. Um, But trying to find your spot in a blackout is so hard. My intrusive thoughts convince me I'm in the wrong spot every single time. Like I'm like, the lights are going to come up and I'm going to be in the complete wrong spot (laughs) every time. And I never am, but like, you don't really practice that. Like, at least in our adulthood, maybe, like, when we were kids, you would practice finding your spot. But, like, in our adult life, like, we don't really ever practice having to, like, go to your spot in the dark. So, like, I'm always, like, I think you're this person that I'm standing next to. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's terrible. It's It's, spooky. Yeah, it's pretty awful. And I would say what's equally as awful is exiting the stage during a a blackout. Because you cannot see anything yeah you're so blinded from like the light to dark yeah Yeah. and so you have to like literally arms out in front of you like zombie walk zombie walk to make sure that you don't run into someone in front of you run into the stage lights on the side yeah i've bonked a noggin on the stage lights yeah my day and the stage that we perform at most often now has like it's like a crazy bottleneck to get off stage because it's like a very small door yeah and everyone's trying to find it (laughs) it's just the worst it's it's something uh, my next one is when your umbrella flips inside out because it's rainy and windy. Yeah. 
and there's like nothing you can do like you keep trying to get it to flip and then it, the wind just blows again and it flips so then you're like do I just go without an umbrella but it's pouring rain and you need the umbrella and it's just awful and your tote bag's falling off and yeah. you're running to catch the tea and it's just <laughs> awful <laughs> And morale is always so low yeah. in those moments. In those moments, I'm like, why didn't I pick a suburban lifestyle? <laughs> I will say a lot of times when it's like this windy and rainy, like it's, the rain's coming sideways no matter what I'm what I'm trying. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I just accept my fate. It's yeah. it's over. Um, my next one is spooky in the scary sense of the word, and it is the lifting section at I put a unisex gym. I guess I just mean like a non-women's gym. Yeah. I imagine the lifting section at a women's gym is lovely. Yeah. Um, but can confirm. when I go to like the Y, oh my God. That is like Yeah, men are so scary. I cannot I could not conceive of a less tolerable place. Like a place that I would rather be less. There doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. just the worst energy. And like they're all like grunting. Oh, and they're all like showing off. Like Mm-hmm. that is such an ick to me yeah is like it really is picturing a guy like trying to achieve like a new personal record but like lifting and he's like oh no <laughs> no and he's wearing like a cutoff so sorry immediately no the yeah. worst energy yeah i honestly would like to just put a honorable mention of like men generally <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think Agree. should be on here um y'all are spooky what's mm-hmm. up with that my next one is walking out of a grocery store specifically, not any store, but walking out of a grocery store yes. and not having bought anything. I agree. Something feels so wrong about it. It feels so... I, even I am like, what was my business You're here? like, did I steal? Like, <laughs> like, I look like I stole. Literally. Yeah. Like, wh- why am I going to the grocery store without specific yeah. line items in mind? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't explain it. And, like, sometimes it's valid, but, like, it's you'd be hard pressed to not find one thing you came for you know exactly but like i feel like trader joe's is the where i'm the biggest offender because sometimes you're like oh i saw this new product let me see if my trader joe's has it and then if they and don't, then they yeah. don't have it and then you leave but you're like if they arrest me right now I, what what's my alibi yeah i don't know it's a little less weird one. to me in trader joe's because like that is there's only one of everything so if they don't yeah. have it it's like whatever but like at a normal grocery store, like if like if you came for sugar, like you should be leaving with sugar. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. You know? Why'd you come to the grocery yeah, store? Yeah, no, agree. That's so true. This one is controversial. I have voiced this via voice memo to Kylie and Anna. So I know that I'm not alone in this take, but yeah. I've been thinking it for a while. And I'm sorry to be a hater. If this is your favorite thing ever, continue as usual. Yeah. However, to me, a collaborative Instagram post is spooky. It's icky. It's it gives me the ick when couples do a collaborative Instagram post. How okay, asterisk, there are yeah. exceptions. If you just got married, if you just got engaged, if you just had a baby, you're making like a big collaborative life announcement, fine. Yeah. If it's like a normal picture of you apple picking, why are you collaboratively posting it? Something about it I doesn't yeah. sit right. I'm sorry. Something about it is giving she wanted to post it and forced him to put. Yeah, like she wanted to be on his profile. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry if this is your favorite thing ever. Like I said, do do your thing. It's just cringe to me. Yeah, yeah. We're also speaking from the perspective of boyfriends that aren't active on social media. I wonder True. How we're- yeah. But honestly, men that are active on social media. Yeah, should, is spooky. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> No offense. <laughs> My last one, I need to provide context, but it's choirs that practice at night, mm-hmm. specifically the one that practices 
at the church that Anya and I have dance practice at. Which it might be weird to you that we have dance practice at a church. Um, it's weird to us, yeah. too. <laughs> it's like we we lost our previous space. We needed an open space. We have rolly mirrors. It's it's working fine. But um, not well. Not yeah. <laughs> but there is a, a choir that practices, I assume, in the actual place of worship. Yeah. Um, at like eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, listen, I know you guys are just singing to Jesus, but something about it, something about those those high-pitched harmonies at night. Once the sun has gone down, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's giving ritual. I hate to break yeah, I'm that's so, so sorry, true, you guys, yeah. but you are actually only allowed to show your love and worship for Jesus Christ during the daytime. Maybe. Yeah, from the hours of nine to five. Yes, certainly. <laughs> if the sun is up, then you can worship. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, so sorry, you do have to put it away. Yeah, I agree. It It is giving... It's so scary. Yeah, it is. It is. And we hear it like, we hear it from like a distance too, which I feel like also just contributes yeah. to it being kind of like, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's always only like the big notes, like the, oh. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're just, we're doing jazz. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is b- bizarre. Um, My last one is, this happened to me today, so it came to mind. When you are in a crosswalk as a pedestrian mm-hmm. and there's a car coming and like you feel like the car is not slowing down. So it's like you hesitate because you're like, is this car going to hit me? And then the car hesitates and it's like, oh, shit, I should stop. And then it's like you're both kind of like, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, like yeah. who's stopping for who? Should I stop? Should I not? Yeah. That's the worst. And it's all, it's awkward when you're the pedestrian too because mm-hmm. you're like – You're visible. You're like, you could keep going and that would be fine. But if I keep going and you keep going, then I <laughs> get hit by a car. Yeah. So, like, we've got to make a choice here. Yeah. And we can't communicate and we only have two seconds to do it. So yeah. who, what are we doing? Yeah. 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 That's the worst. Uh, we're going to conclude with a fun little experiment, which is you guys know we – I wouldn't say we're chat GBT enthusiasts. I was going to say that. <laughs> we're like – we're interested. Yeah. We're interested in how Curious. it can uh, affect the copywriting world. <laughs> sure. So we wanted it to write a scary Halloween story about us, about the podcast. So we're going to see what if it comes up with anything worthwhile. And if it doesn't, you won't even be listening to this. Yeah, so. true. So the prompt is going to be tell me a scary Halloween story about two – uh, young women. What's their demographic? <laughs> I was just gonna say girls. Okay, what? girls. Um, that dance mm-hmm. and have a podcast called Two Degrees Hotter. Let's see what it does with this. I'm, why am I scared? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll say something short, so it's not like yeah. paragraphs long. It literally gives us a novel. <gasps> <gasps> Oh, wait, so it is long, oh God, actually. It's so long. Wait, it's still <laughs> happening. Okay, let's let's switch paragraph by paragraph. Okay. It, Apparently, it, our names are Emma and Lily. Yeah, let's put our own names okay. in there. I'll be Emma, you be Lily. Okay. Okay. Once upon a chilling Halloween night, two best friends, Anya and Kylie, did I do the right order? Yeah. yeah. Decided to celebrate the spooky holiday in a way that perfectly embodied their love for the mac- macabre? 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 I don't know how to say that word. Macabre? um anya and lily were known for their fascination with all things eerie and had their own podcast called two degrees hotter where they delved into the darkest and eeriest tales from around the world i think it interpreted our podcast wrong i should have given it more context for this particular halloween they had something special planned the girls decided to record their podcast episode in the most haunted place they could find an abandoned decrepit mansion (laughs) on the outskirts of their town 
The mansion had a sinister history full of unexplained disappearances and ghostly sightings, making it the perfect setting for their podcast. There's literally never been something less characteristic <laughs> of what we would do. Um, as the sun dipped below the horizon, Anya and Kylie arrived at the mansion armed with recording equipment and their unwavering courage. Please. Jeez. They could hear the wind howling through the creaking trees and the faint rustling of leaves on the ground, creating an eerie backdrop to their adventure. This thing loves the word eerie. Yeah. Once inside the mansion, they set up their equipment in the dimly lit, dust-filled ballroom. It was rumored to be the most haunted room in the house, with tales of ghostly dance parties that occurred there centuries ago. Anya and Kylie began recording their podcast, their voices filled with excitement and trepidation. They discussed the mansion's dark history and shared spine-tingling stories of previous visitors' encounters with the supernatural. Just as they were about to wrap up their recording, the room grew noticeably colder, and a soft melody began to play in the background, (laughs) as if from nowhere. The girls exchanged nervous glances, their faces pale with fear. Anya whispered, did you hear that? It sounds like music, not the church choir making an appearance. (laughs) Kylie nodded, her eyes wide with terror. I heard it, Anya, but there's no one else here, right? The music grew louder, and the girls couldn't ignore it any longer. A ghostly figure appeared in the center of the ballroom, a transparent couple dressed in Victorian-era clothing. They seemed to be waltzing to the haunting melody, their feet barely touching the floor. Is this how it's incorporating dance? It's like the ghost is going to (laughs) waltz. Frozen with fear, Anya and Kylie watched in awe and terror as the ghostly couple continued their spectral dance. They felt a cold phantom hand brush against their skin, sending shivers down their spines. The ghostly couple danced closer and closer, and Anya and Kylie knew they had to leave before something truly sinister happened. They hastily packed their equipment and fled the mansion, their heartbeats racing and their breath visible in the icy air. As they stepped outside into the moonlit night, they realized that their Halloween adventure had become an unforgettable episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Though terrified, they knew that this eerie encounter was exactly the kind of content their listeners craved. What in the Logan Paul? (laughs) But the memory of the ghostly dance in the haunted mansion would stay with them forever, reminding them that some stories are better left untold and that on Halloween night, the supernatural may just come alive. That's a good story. To, for that, for it to come up with that in like three seconds, yeah, that's a good story. That's a good one. I will say though, the ghosts—it was a ballroom and they were just dancing. I'm like, maybe just let <laughs> them enough. dance. Yeah, fair enough. Why don't you just let them dance? Yeah. No, but the fact that they were like, but this is great for the content. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like this is great what about for the, the ghosts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about their history? It's very much giving Logan Paul controversy, yeah. and I don't, I don't approve of that. But very interesting. Yeah, not bad, ChatGPT. Yeah, not bad. A good, a good way to end a spooky Halloween episode. And if you guys like this episode, you know what to do. You can rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can answer the Spotify question of what do you say when you're in the bathroom and someone knocks? I need to know. Um, You can follow us on Instagram. You can submit to our anonymous suggestion box. And with that, we'll be back next week in November. Yeah.